1: My name is Optimus Prime.
0: I am the futurist of war. Resistance is futile. Yes, Jedi's strength flows from the Force,
2: but beware of the dark side.
0: She's got a nice ring to I mean, It's not technically accurate. It's, it's a Oh, Lord. I'm sorry, David. I'm afraid I can't do that.
3: This is Reach Cole, and you're listening to Treks in Sci Fi. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Treks in Sci Fi. This, this is episode 760 for Sunday, February 9th, 2020. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. Today's movie is considered to be one of the best science fiction movies of the 1950s. It's Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. It stars Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter. Before I get into today's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you Another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoy it. With that said, I'm going to play the trailer to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. I'll be back after the trailer with some movie information, and then we'll get into today's movie.
1: Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late. Listen to
0: me. Please, listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you!
4: They come from another world, spawned in the light years of space, unleashed to take over the bodies and souls of the people of our planet, bringing a new dimension in terror to the giant super-scope screen. Whatever intelligence or instinct it is that
0: can govern the forming of human flesh and blood out of thin air is... is
4: fantastically powerful,
0: beyond any comprehension.
4: A cursed, dreadful, malevolent thing was happening to those he loved.
0: It isn't just an ordinary body, is it? I never saw one like it. It looks... unused.
4: The sensational star discovery of the view from Pompey's head. And now an undreamed of horror makes her life and love a vortex of fear.
1: Jack! <sighs> uh! Miles, where do they come from? I don't know. Suddenly, while you're asleep, they'll absorb your minds, your memories. I don't want any part of it. You're forgetting something, Miles. What's that? You have no choice.
4: From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spreads. As the unimaginable becomes real, the impossible becomes true. Stop
1: and listen! Stop and listen to me! Listen! Listen! Listen to me! they human!
3: Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a 1956 American science fiction horror movie. It was directed by Don Siegel and produced by Walter Wanger. The screenplay was written by Daniel Mainwary and was based on the 1954 Collier's Magazine serial by Jack Finney. Invasion of the Body Snatchers was released February 5th, 1956, and has a running time of 1 hour and 20 minutes. And here's the cast, starting at the top. Kevin McCarthy as Dr. Miles Bennell. Dana Winters as Becky Driscoll. King Donovan as Jack Belisac. Carolyn Jones as Teddy Belisac. Larry Gates as Dr. Dan Kaufman. Virginia Christine, as Wilma Lentz, Ralph Dumkey, as Officer Sam Janzac, Jean Willis as Nurse Sally Withers, Elaine Stevens as Anne Gr- Grimaldi, Beatrice Maud as Grandma Grimaldi, Whit Bissell as Dr. Hill, and Richard Deacon as Dr bassett, and that's all I have for movie information. Let's get into today's movie. Today's movie storyline is about an extraterrestrial invasion that begins in a small California town of Santa Mira. Alien plant spores have fallen from space, taken root, and grown into large seed pods. Each seed pod is capable of reproducing a duplicate copy of a human. As each seed pod reaches full development, it assimilates the physical characteristics, memories, and personalities of each sleeping person placed near it. These duplicates, however, are devoid of all human emotion. Little by little, a local doctor uncovers this quiet invasion and attempts to stop it. So that's the movie in a nutshell. So today's movie opens in an emergency room. Dr. Hill, a psychiatrist from the State Mental Hospital, has been called in to talk to a frantic man who is ranting about, they are here.
0: Oh, Dr. Hill. Hey, Dr. Bassett. Oh, where's
3: the
4: patient? I hated to drag you out of bed at this time of night. Will you
3: let me go while there's still
4: time? You'll soon see why I did.
1: <laughs> Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Make them listen to me before it's too late. I'll listen to you. Let him go. Who are you? I'm Doctor Hill from the state mental hospital. I'm not insane. Let him go. Listen,
0: doctor. Now you must listen to me. You must understand me. I'm a doctor too. I am not insane. Right, I am all right, not all insane. Right, I... Now suppose we just sit down over here, Doctor Bunnell, and you tell me what happened. Well, it started. For me, it started last Thursday. In response to an urgent message from my nurse, I'd hurried home from a medical convention I'd been attending. At first glance, everything looked the same. It wasn't. Something evil had taken possession of the town.
3: Dr. Bonnell's story is told in flashback. He tells Dr. Hill how he was called back from a medical convention to a small-town practice. Many residents are reporting mysterious ailments or that their loved ones are just not themselves. After leaving the train station, Miles goes to his office to see his patients. This is where we meet Becky Driscoll. She was Miles' girlfriend in college. She has come to see Miles to ask him if he could go over and talk to her cousin Wilma. Wilma believes that the man who claims to be her uncle is an imposter
0: like you rushed me here for nothing.
5: I don't understand it, Miles. I couldn't
2: wait to see you. But you're still booked up solid for the afternoon.
0: I bet they don't show. Look, there's Wally Eberhard talking somebody into buying some insurance. There's nothing wrong with him. And Bill Bittner's taking his secretary to lunch. And speaking of lunch, will you tell whoever that is that I'm out having mine?
5: Is Dr. Pennell in? Uh, Yes, he's here. Do you suppose he has time to see me a moment? Well, if he hasn't, there's something wrong with him. Go right in.
0: Becky almost five years
5: it's wonderful to be home again been away so long I feel almost like a stranger in my own country I hope you don't mind my coming without an
0: appointment not at all what'll you have? we're pushing appendectomies this week oh (laughs) Moss. I don't know maybe I clown around too much pretty soon my patients won't trust me to prescribe aspirin for them seriously what's the trouble?
5: it's my cousin
0: Wilma? what's the matter with her?
5: She has a, well, I guess you'd call it a delusion. You know her uncle, Uncle Ira?
0: Sure. I'm his doctor.
5: Well, Mars, she's got herself thinking he isn't her uncle.
0: How do you mean? That they're not really related?
5: No, she thinks he's an imposter or something, someone who only looks like Ira.
0: Have you seen him?
5: I just came from there.
0: Well, is he Uncle Ira or isn't he Uncle Ira?
5: Of course he is. I told Wilma that, but it was no use. Please, would you stop by and have a talk with her?
0: Well, Sally says that I'm booked up for the afternoon, but why don't you ask her to come in and see me? i tried. Uh, how about some lunch?
5: I can't. I'm meeting Dad in the store.
0: When did you get back?
5: I came back from London two months ago. I've been in Reno. Reno? Reno. Dad tells me you were there, too.
0: Five months ago.
5: Oh, I'm sorry.
0: So was I. I wanted it to work. Well, I guess that makes us Lodge brothers now. Yes. Except that I'm paying dues while you collect them.
3: As Miles is leaving his office for the day, a frantic little boy named Jimmy Grimaldi is brought to his office. This little boy is frightened of his mother and says she is not his mother.
0: Sally, I'm off. Will you tell the answering service I'll be at home? Mm. Good night, Doc. Good night.
2: Jimmy, stop all this nonsense. Be a good boy. Come
0: on. Hey, 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 hey! Take it easy. isn't this Jimmy Grimaldi? Yes, Doctor. Can
2: I talk to you a minute?
0: Sure. You know I almost (laughs) ran you down this morning. You got to be careful when you run out the (laughs) road. Go down now. Look, school isn't as bad as all that. School
2: isn't what upsets him, it's my daughter-in-law. He's got the crazy idea she isn't his mother. She isn't! She isn't! Don't let her get me! Nobody's gonna get you, Jimmy.
0: (laughs) How long has this been going on? An
2: hour ago, I found him hiding in the cellar having hysterics. He wouldn't tell me anything until I started to phone his mother. That's when he said Anna wasn't his mother.
0: Could you keep him with you for a day or so? Of course. Give him one of these every four hours during the day. Then call me tomorrow and let me know how he's feeling. Yes, Doctor, thank you.
2: Don't
0: let him get me! Nobody's gonna get you, Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. Open your mouth. Shut your eyes. In the words of the poet, I'll give you something to make you wise. That's
2: a good boy, Jimmy. I'm
0: not going home. You're going to stay at your grandmother's house. Would you call his mother and tell her that... that my mother right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right run along, run along. Everything's going to be all right. You be a good boy now. Come on. Good night, doctor. Good night. Sally, I've changed my mind. I'm not going directly home. I'm going to stop off and see Wilma Lentz.
2: Or should I call the boy's mother?
0: Yes, call her and tell her what happened and that I suggested it might be a good idea if the boy spend the night at his grandmother's house
3: after hearing jimmy's story miles decides to pay wilma a visit and have a conversation about her uncle ira hello miles nice to see you wilma thank you
2: let's have it you talk to him what do you think
0: it's him he's your uncle ira all right
2: he is not
0: How is he different?
2: That's just it. There is no difference you can actually see. He he looks, sounds, acts, and remembers like Uncle Ira.
0: Then he is your Uncle Ira. Can't you see that? No matter how you feel, he is.
2: But he isn't. There's something missing. He's been a father to me since I was a baby. Always when he talked to me, there was a, a special look in his eye. That look's gone.
0: What about memories? There must be certain things that only you and he would know about.
2: Oh, are. I've talked to him about them. He remembers them all down to the last small detail, just like Uncle Ira would. But, Miles, there, there's no emotion. None. Just the pretense of it. The, the words, gesture, the tone of voice, everything else is the same, but not the feeling. Memories are not, he isn't my Uncle Ira.
0: Wilma, well, I'm on your side. My business is people in trouble, and I'm going to find a way to help you. Now, no one could possibly impersonate your Uncle Ira without you or your Aunt Alita or even me seeing a million little differences. I want you to realize that. Think about it. And then you'll know that the trouble is inside you.
2: Wilma, where are you? Out on the lawn. Say nothing to her. Why, Miles, I didn't know you were here. Welcome home.
0: Hello, Mrs. Lance.
2: Did you ask Miles to stay for dinner?
0: Can't tonight.
2: I'm making
5: spoon bread.
0: Please, don't tempt me.
5: Well, maybe next time. Wilma, where are my glasses? I think I saw them on the mantelpiece. I'll go with you.
2: Miles, am I going crazy? Don't spare me. I've got to know.
0: No, you're not. Even these days, it isn't as easy to go crazy as you might think. But you don't have to be losing your mind to need psychiatric help. I'd like you to see a doctor friend of mine.
2: Psychiatrist?
0: Dan Kaufman. I'll make an appointment for you tomorrow.
2: All right. But it's a waste of time. There's nothing wrong with me. We'd better break this up or he'll start wondering. Wondering what? If I don't suspect. You've been a big help, and I don't want you to worry about me, or you either. I'll be all
0: right. Sure you will. Staying here, Becky, or may I drive you home?
2: Would you like me to stay? Of course not. Good night.
0: Good night.
3: While going to dinner, Miles and Becky run into Miles' friend, Dan Kaufman. He's the town psychiatrist.
0: (laughs) What? Whoa, watch out. Sorry. Hey, Miles, when'd you get back? This morning. How are you, Danny? This is Miss Driscoll, Dr. Kaufman, our one and only psychiatrist. How do you do? Watch out what you say. Ed, you remember Becky? I should, I brought her into the world. Well. You did us all a favor.
2: Hello, Dr. Percy.
0: This saves me a phone call. I've got a mixed up kid and a woman who need a witch doctor. The
1: boy says his father isn't his father and the woman says her sister isn't her sister.
0: That's pretty close. I knew you'd been studying hypnosis, but when would you start reading minds? He doesn't have to read them. I've sent him a dozen patients since it started. What is it?
1: What's going on? I don't know. A strange neurosis. Evidently contagious. An epidemic mass hysteria. In two weeks, it spread all over town. What causes it? Worry about what's going on in the world, probably.
0: Make room for Wilma Lentz tomorrow, will you, Danny? Send her in around two. Good night. So long, Danny.
3: Miles and Becky barely get into the restaurant when Miles' friend, Jack Bellisac calls him and asks him to come over right away. Jack has called Miles to come over to see a copy of himself that he found in his closet.
4: Well, what do you make of it?
3: Who is he?
0: I have no idea.
5: <laughs> it's face, Miles. It's
0: fake. It's like the first impression that's stamped on a coin... It isn't finished. You're right. There's all the features, but no details, no character, no lines. It's no dead man. Have you got an ink pad around the house? Should be one of the desk line. Why not take the corpse's fingerprints? Of course
5: it's a dead man. What else could
0: it be? I don't know, but I've got a feeling that... Well, this sounds crazy, but if I should do an autopsy, I think I'd find every organ in perfect condition. Perfect as the body is externally. Everything in working order. All set to go. Hold it now. He's a blank. Waiting for the final finished face to be stamped onto it.
5: But whose face? Tell me that.
0: I think we could all use a drink. Bourbon, all right? Fine. Not for me, thanks. Miles, answer me. Whose face? I haven't the slightest idea, honey. Have you?
5: How, uh, how
2: tall would you say that thing is?
0: Oh, 5'10, thereabouts.
2: How much does it weigh?
0: It's pretty thin. Maybe 140 pounds.
2: Jack's 5'10 weighs 140 pounds. <laughs>
0: Teddy, will you stop talking nonsense? I'm
5: sorry, darling.
0: Come on, let's have that hand.
5: But it isn't nonsense. Becky, you don't think it's nonsense, do you? Well, of course it is. Jack's standing here in front of you.
0: Of course I am. Bleeding to death. Excuse me, just a minute. You know what? I'm afraid you may live. (laughs) this should fix it.
5: Miles, don't you think we should call the police and have them take that dead body out of here?
0: I'm afraid it isn't just a dead body thanks. I wonder if, I wonder if there's any connection. What do you mean? There's something strange going on in Santa Mira. Dr. Kaufman calls it an epidemic of mass hysteria. Becky's cousin's got it for one. She thinks that her uncle and her aunt aren't her uncle and her aunt. There's several cases of such delusion. Now, this isn't you yet, but there is a structural likeness. It's fantastic, but there must be some reason why this thing is in your house. Would you be willing to sit up with your strange friend and see what his next move is? If nothing happens by morning, call the police. If something happens, call me, will you?
3: The couples get together the following night for dinner when Miles finds four big seed pods in his greenhouse, which pop open and start forming copies of him. Jack! Jack!
5: They're like huge seed pods.
4: This must be the way that putty
0: in my closet was formed. Miles, where do they come from? I don't know. If they are seeds or seed pods, they must grow someplace on a plant, probably. And somebody or something wants this duplication to take place.
5: But when they're finished, what happens to our bodies?
0: I don't know. When the process is completed, probably the original is destroyed or disintegrates. Now no, wait! sorry, but I take a dim view of watching my own destruction take place. There isn't any danger until they're completely formed. We learned that last night at your house. Your blank didn't change right away.
5: Not until you fell asleep. Miles, when the change does take place, do you suppose there's any difference?
0: There must be. Wilma noticed it. So did little Jimmy.
5: So did I. My father.
0: That must be what he was doing in the cellar last night, placing one of these.
5: I'm sorry. I felt something was wrong, but I thought it was me because I'd been away for so long. They have to be destroyed, all
0: of them. They will be. Every one of them. Listen, we're going to have to search every building, every house in town. Men, women, and children are going to have to be examined. We've got some phoning to do. Well, I'm going to stay right here where I can watch them. I'm going to stay with you. And don't call the police! Nick Rivett didn't find any body on a burning haystack.
5: Why didn't you call Danny? Maybe he can help.
0: Danny? No. I'm afraid it's too late to call Danny, too.
5: Well, what are you going to do?
0: Get help. I hope whatever's taking place is confined to Santa Mira.
3: The telephones are in control of the pod people, as are the police. Miles sends Jack and Teddy to run away for help. He and Becky elude capture and get to Miles' office in town.
0: I can't wait for Jack any longer. Stay here.
5: But
0: you're not going out there. I've got to stop
5: Oh well, Wait, we're safe here. i here. I so hope we're not
0: too late. Jack, thank God. Jack, the whole town's been taken over by the pods.
1: Not quite. There's still you and Becky. Miles, it would have been so much easier if you'd gone to sleep last night.
0: Now relax. We're here to help you.
1: You know better than that. Where do you want us to put them? Would you like to watch them grow? No, thanks. Put them in there. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're not going to hurt you. But once you understand, you'll be grateful. Remember how Teddy and I fought against it? Well, we were wrong.
5: You mean Teddy doesn't mind?
1: Of course not. She feels exactly the way I do. Let us go. Look, we'll leave town. We won't come back. We can't let you go. You're dangerous to us. Don't fight it, Miles. It's no use. Sooner or later, you'll have to go to sleep. I'll wait for you in the hall. Miles, you and I are scientific men. You can understand the wonder of what's happened. Now, just think. Less than a month ago, Santa Mara was like any other town, people with nothing but problems. Then out of the sky came a solution. Seeds drifting through space for years took root in a farmer's field. From the seeds came pods, which have the power to reproduce themselves in the exact likeness of any form of
0: life. So that's how it began, out of the sky.
1: Your new bodies are growing in there. They're taking you over, cell for cell, atom for atom. There's no pain. Suddenly, while you're asleep, they'll absorb your minds, your memories, and you're reborn into an untroubled
0: world. Where everyone's the same? Exactly. What a world. We're not the last humans left. They'll destroy you.
1: Tomorrow, you won't want them to. Tomorrow, you'll be one of us.
0: I love Becky. Tomorrow, will I feel the same? There's no need for love. No emotion. Then you have no feelings. Only the instinct to survive. You can't love or be loved, am I right? You say it as if it were terrible. Believe me, it isn't.
1: You've been in love before. It didn't last. It never does. Love, desire, ambition, faith. Without them, life's so simple. Believe me. I don't want any part of it. You're forgetting something, Miles. What's that? You have no choice.
3: Miles and Becky are discovered, and pods are set up for them. Instead, they escape and run into the hills. Again, they elude capture, but are too weary to stay awake. Becky sleeps for just a second, while Miles is kissing her. She changes into a pod person right before his eyes. Miles runs all alone now, escaping only by running into a crowded highway.
1: Wait! no! Come on, we gotta go. No, wait, wait, let him go. They'll never believe me. Help! 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 Wait! Help! 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 Wait! Wait! wait. Stop! 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 And listen to me.
0: People are coming after yeah. me, they're not human. Listen to me, we're in danger. Sure, danger! Come on, get out, out of something. here! You're in danger! Please, get, get out of here! Get out of here! Your help. Something terrible has happened. Go on, you drunk. Get out of the street. Get out of here. Go on.
3: Flash forward back to the hospital emergency room. No one believes Miles' crazy story. Into an ambulance driver brings in a truck crash victim who was buried under a pile of seed pods.
0: You don't believe a word of this, do you? Sure, it's fantastic, but it happened. Don't just sit there measuring me for a straight I can do something. Get on the phone. Call for help. What's the use?
4: Well, what do you think? Will psychiatry help?
1: If all this is a nightmare,
4: yes. Of course it's a nightmare. Plants from another world taking over human beings. Mad as a March Hare. What have we here? Ran his truck through a red light. Greyhound bus smacked him broadside and tipped him over. Put him in the O.R. Will you take over Benell for me, Doctor? Certainly. How badly is he hurt? Both legs, left arm broken all the bits.
0: We had to dig them out from one of the most peculiar things I ever saw.
1: What things? Well, I don't know what they are. I never saw them before. They look like uh, great big seed pods. Seed pods? Where was the truck coming from? Santa Mira.
0: Get on your radio and sound on all
1: points along. Block all highways and stop all traffic and call every law enforcement agency in the state operative. Get me the Federal Bureau of Investigation.
0: Yes, it's an emergency.
3: And that's the end of today's movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. During the Invasion of the Body Snatchers' original release, Paper mache pods were placed on display in theater lobbies as well as a black and white cutout of Kevin McCarthy and Dana Winter running frantically away from a crowd of pod people. The movie was almost called The Body Snatchers after Jack Finney's serial, but it sounded too much like Val Lewton's movie The Body Snatcher. After several such titles as They Came From Another World, Better Off Dead, Sleep No More. Evil in the Night and World in Danger, the studio finally settled on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers was filmed in 19 days. The cast and crew worked six days a week with Sundays off. Kevin McCarthy would reprise his role of Dr. Miles Bennell in the 1978 remake of the movie. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, was ranked number 9 on the American Film Institute's list of 10 Greatest Science Fiction Movies. In 1994, Invasion of the Body Snatchers was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Director Sam Peckinpah had a small role in today's movie. He was the meter reader in today's movie. This movie has four remakes. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake from 1978. Body Snatchers from 1993. Invasion from 2007. And Assimilate from 2019. And you can watch that on Netflix. And that's it for movie trivia. Now it's time for the Star Trek Connection. Everybody knows that I'm a big Star Trek fan. And I try to find a Star Trek connection in every movie or TV show I watch. Today's Star Trek connection is Wit Bissell. He was the doctor who was called to the emergency room to talk to Dr. Bunnell at the beginning of the movie. He also played Station Manager Lurie in the second season episode of the original series, The Trouble with Tribbles. And that's all I have for the Star Trek connection. Here are my comments about today's movie. I watched the 2012 DVD release from all of entertainment. The picture and sound quality were good on this DVD. This DVD has no bonus features. It didn't even have DVD chapters. This movie has a great story. I love it. Uh, in the 1950s, alien invasions were usually little green men and flying saucers. This movie takes a different approach. Instead of little green men you have alien spores who have drifted through space and finally taken root on our planet. They pr- they produce these seed pods that can replicate any life form that c- comes in contact with. The scary part of that is they copy everything that makes you you when you fall asleep. I remember watching this as a little kid and this movie used to scare me. Uh, I think the cast did a great job. Kevin McCarthy was great. He carried the movie, in my opinion. I mean, everybody else... Was a character actor or, you know, probably you've seen them all before, but he stood out. I mean, he really, he went from calm, cool doctor to crazy maniac, and he did it really, really well. This movie is so good. It has four remakes. I I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, The second remake is the best. I would not worry about watching the other ones. They're not that good. But this movie I would recommend this movie to all science fiction fans. It's a must-see movie. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's worth watching. Um, you can pick it up on Amazon, Blu-ray for like 8 bucks, DVD for probably 10 bucks. It's really inexpensive. You should pick it. If you don't have it in your collection, you need to go buy it. On a scale from one to four, I'm going to give this movie a solid four. And those are my comments about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's it for today's podcast. Before I wrap up this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico again for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to me today. I hope you enjoyed it. Rico will be back next week with a special guest, his wife, Mrs. Rico. I'll end today's podcast with the main title theme from today's movie. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone take care. This is M5, signing off. (laughs)
0: Thank <laughs> you.
2: the forum at treksinscifi.com forward slash forum or we'll write to Rico today treksf at gmail.com dot com until next time live long
0: and prosper Treks in down. end of transmission